Hey everybody, Rich here with another blog post from techsupportrich.com. If you want to read the original post, which will be exactly word for word what I'm about to read to you, you can do it at techsupportrich.com. Um, just to let you know, I am working on an actual show to bring you. It's been a while since I've done a solo show again, so I'm bringing that back, but that'll probably be in a couple of weeks. Until then, I shall just continue to uh, hit you with these big, long, massive blog posts. So here's another one. I haven't abandoned you. Last week I fell down the rabbit hole and I've been stuck there ever since. In fact, although I'm feeling the need to justify my lack of content, it has been quite a busy week. It began when I started to write a new article which was inspired by the number of social network followers I have. You see, the number of followers I have has remained pretty much unchanged for at least the last five years. I've always had between 1,100 and 1,300 Twitter followers and around 515 Facebook followers. I arrived at those figures a couple of weeks after signing up for both services, and the numbers have been the same ever since. I was all set to write a huge article about how getting new followers was a lie, and that most people are in some way gaming the system, probably by buying followers. It was going to bang on about how honourable I was by never trying any dirty tricks to gain followers, and it was going to finish by saying that social followers are unimportant, so I didn't need any anyway. Basically, it was 1,500 words of petulant child noises. What I didn't expect, what I never expect, is that I was utterly and completely wrong about everything I was writing, and that became very obvious the minute I started doing any real research. After a minute of that, it was clear that I was, I was talking total rubbish, and after an hour, it was clear that not only should I not write the article I was trying to write, but I needed to rethink my life. That's a nice thing to discover late on a Friday night. That said, I think lots of us feel the need to rethink our lives late on a Friday night. My article tried to list some reasons why my follower numbers haven't increased. The first thing I looked at was how it wasn't my fault, and that's where I was wrong, and where my entire premise started to fall apart. You see, it turns out that I'm really bad at social media. If you do a search for something like how do I get more Twitter followers? You'll see plenty of articles that explain how to do it. Some will be more detailed than others, but you'll see a lot of similarities. Eventually, you'll be able to compile a list of things you should do with social networks, and things you shouldn't do. I was doing nothing on my list of things to do, and everything on my list of things not to do. It was about as bad as it could be. To make matters worse, I learned that while some of my problems were easy to fix, others were not. The more complicated problems require some very careful thought and planning to work through, and they aren't going to be solved overnight. Of course, these problems don't affect real people. They only affect those of us who try to live in the public eye and have some sort of message to get out into the world. If I didn't do what I do for a living, I just wouldn't care about this stuff. So maybe you shouldn't either. I suppose what I'm saying is, unless having more Twitter followers would actually improve your life, try not to stress out about this stuff. Let's look at the list of things to do and to avoid on Twitter and other social networks based on what I've learned so far. Number one, post content that you wish to be associated with. People are following you for a reason, and that reason probably isn't to be told what's going on in your head at any given moment. Nobody's that interesting or funny. For the most part, people follow others on social networks because of the subject that person is connected to. I follow technology writers because I want to know what they have to say about technology. Number two, post content when you know people are going to be looking at it. The life of a tweet is very short, perhaps only a few minutes. 
but it's on Facebook Live Longer. If your tweet is only going to be alive for a few minutes, then there's no point in posting it at 5am. Look at some network analytics tools, figure out when your followers are online, and post at those times. Number three, don't post too often and spread it out. You might have seen it happen from me. I'll get to reading through the news and there might be a few stories that I feel like posting to the do us do tell or take it or leave it agenda. When I do that, the news stories automatically get posted to Twitter and Facebook. The trouble with that is, you'll get a big block of news stories around the few minutes that I'm reading the news for, and then nothing for a few days. It would work much better if those links are spread out throughout the day. Number four. Make sure your profile is correctly filled in. You should have a bio that actually explains who you are. I know the box you have to write your bio into is actually quite small, so don't fear putting a link to a page on your website. Mine now links to the Who I Am post on my SoundCloud profile. But please note, don't just put a link in there. Some explanation is still necessary. Number five, be sociable. You don't exist on your own, so make sure you get out there and converse with your fellow humans. Some of them will write to you, so write back if anything it's polite. Maybe you could go as far as to identify a conversation taking place publicly and join in. Number six, don't beg. Stop writing to Will Wheaton and asking him to retweet you. It makes you look needy and pathetic. Just like trying to be cool isn't cool. Asking to be retweeted doesn't get you retweeted. If you actually want somebody to share your posts, make them worth sharing. Besides, if you're posting rubbish, Will Wheaton is only going to damage his reputation by retweeting you. So don't get upset when he doesn't do it. People link to stuff worth linking to, so make sure something is worth linking to. Number 7. Post different content to different networks. Work on the basis that a tweet lives for a very short time, Facebook posts live for maybe a day, and Google Plus posts live for a little longer than that. If you're posting to Twitter, you can afford to post more often, and you can post at a greater range of content. Facebook is only to be used for the more important content, not one-sentence posts about a football game. Now I'm back on Google+, I'm trying to keep it only for things that I'd like to discuss with my audience. I found it to be by far the best network for doing such a thing. Number 8. Don't automate too much. There are times when it's okay and times when it isn't. Don't auto-post one social network from another. C.7 for reasons why. Don't have absolutely everything you do online flow into your Twitter feed. If somebody wants to follow you on Foursquare, then let them on Foursquare. Don't force your Twitter followers to put up with something that they don't want to see. Number nine, have a place on the internet that you control. Not a Facebook page, I mean a real website with a real domain name. Nothing shows how little you care about your work like a domain name like mysite.blogspot.com. Honestly, a domain name costs around £4. If you can't be bothered to spend that much, then I don't know why you're worth following. It's not like you have to even have web design skills. All of the major blogging platforms will let you bring your domain name. I'm using Tumblr for my blog, but it's still techsupportrich.com. While we're at it, please don't put something on your site that shows how many people follow your site. It's not 1998, and the chances are, if you need to brag about how many people read your site, it's actually an embarrassing number. Have you seen the hit counter on the BBC News website? Of course you haven't. If having a visitor counter on your website actually improved things, why isn't there one on Amazon.com? Of course, big audience numbers give a certain amount of credibility to what you say, but unless that number is in the tens of thousands, 
it's actually showing that you have very little credibility. It's a very rough and ready rule, but when it comes to general website features, you can assume that if Amazon don't do it, you shouldn't either. Number 10. Keep your house tidy. If you have your own website, then you can use it to link to your social networks, but that doesn't mean you should post everything on your website. Look at my site. There are buttons that will lead you to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and more, but none of that content is actually posted on my blog. And finally, number 11. Be human. People like other people, and there's a chance they might like you. However, remember that they started following you for other reasons. That's where all those links from points 9 and 10 come in. I tend to post mostly about technology, so it's a fair bet that some of my audience follows me to hear me talk about tech. But it's nice if they can see my dog and share in parts of my life with me. That's why you need to have an online public human presence. Get yourself on Instagram, etc. and make it available to your audience, but don't force it on them. Make sure there's a difference between your public and private lives. For example, your fans might see you doing something fun, but it's unlikely that they care about your mate's wedding. Make sure you understand what should be private and what should be public. That's where I'm up to at the moment. Already you can see how some of these problems aren't easy to overcome. For me, it's going to require a big exercise in personal branding. What do I want to be known for? What areas do I want credibility in? I need to limit myself in terms of topics, which has never been easy for me. I also need to get my posting under control. I write such rubbish on the internet, especially on Twitter, and that needs to stop. I need to pick a list of topics and make sure that I'm covering those topics as well as I can. But it doesn't stop there. I'm now beginning to look at the kind of content I post and where it comes from. For example, if I'm posting on Twitter eight times a day, how many of those posts should be links? How many should be some kind of media? And how many should be about me? Should the answer to those questions be the same on every day of the week? What content should flow into networks? Should I link to my own content, other people's content, or a mix of both? The more I look into this, the more I learn that getting the best out of social networking is much more than simply posting links to your blog and expecting millions of followers. Of course it's easy if your name is Lady Gaga, but for the rest of us, growing a social audience takes much more work than it seemed in the first place. I think this topic is going to keep me going for quite a while, and I'm extremely glad that I didn't get my original article finished.